My next guest is the CEO of Bizults. She's also a serial entrepreneur, an angel investor, philanthropist, and author. Since 1982, my next guest has helped to start and grow six successful companies as large as $100 million in annual revenues. That's a lot of money. She has become successful by implementing spiritual principles into her ventures, into her ventures, and it is her passion to pass her knowledge on to others. She's the author of the best-selling book, The Path to Wealth, and her latest book that we will be talking about on the show today, The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Mae McCarthy. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you for being on my show, and thank you for allowing me, getting that book to me, and allowing me to, an opportunity to read it. But before we get started, I, you know, I'm, I'm a nosy guy. I like to know more about uh, individuals, and I, I see that I went on, I see that you have a retreat coming up in January. Is that correct? I do. It's an intentions retreat. Okay, it's January 16th through the 18th of 2020, which is next year, at Unity Village, Unity Village, Missouri. Tell us about that, May. That retreat and what's the purpose of a retreat that you put on? Well, you know, I loved your introduction because you were, um, you know, really hitting it home that you have to plan in order to be successful. You have to know it, what you want, and you have to make a plan. Mm-hmm. If you don't plan and have some sort of vision on where you want to go, mm-hmm. you're just like a boat without a rudder. You're just going <laughs> to drift. So what we do in an intentions retreat is we really uncover what was good and what did you not feel was so good for the previous year, and we let those things go. Then we make a real plan for what 2020 is going to look like. I want to get a vision from each and every person um, so that if they got to December 31st, 2020, and they turned around and looked at what their year produced, I want to know what they hope to see. Right. Then what we do is we get that down on paper. We get that down in, in powerful word statements. We get that down in a daily practice of reviewing those goals regularly and also making sure that they're calm enough to recognize what Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey, Albert Einstein, and I use, which is something that, because you can't see it, I call it spiritual, but it's intuition. It's that mm-hmm. gut instinct and mm-hmm. those subconscious messages that are going to show up mm-hmm. and point the direction for us to take action on a path to achieve those goals. So it's a lot of work. We're going to go deep. It's very empowering and very, very fun. Uh, it's at Unity Village, which is just about 35 miles away from Kansas City Airport. Right. And Kansas City Airport is right about 100 miles away from Kansas City. <laughs> um, that's, that, is, that airport is so far away from Kansas City. I go, wow, man, I'm in another state. But uh, it does feel that way. It does feel Every that way. Every time I go there, it's a, it's a long ride. Just prepare my 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 listeners if they go, they landed they landed the airport. It's gonna be a ride. It's gonna be a ride, and it's all good <laughs> because they go in there to, for an event that now this I'm assuming by the way you're speaking, this is an annual event. Well, I this will be the first time that we do okay. it at Unity Village. Okay, We've cool. done it up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. You know, something like it up in the Blue Ridge Mountains Ooh, of beautiful. North Carolina. I love that. Beautiful. So, you, so you try to put there. it in a in a location um, I've done where it in the Northwest, right? right. Um, but this will be the first time that we do it in at Unity Village, and I'm so excited. It's going to be great. 
Great. So where are you based at, May? I'm I'm based in Texas. And so when I was listening to the weather report right before you came on, I was thinking, <laughs> wow, that 94 degrees sounds great. We've had, you know, 100 degrees where I live. Oh, well, you know, I live in Atlanta. And I was just in Houston this past weekend, and we were dealing with 96 and 98 in Houston this past weekend. So, you know, across yeah, the country. And, and my vacation home, which is where we're at now, is on Lake Conroe, not very far from Houston. Absolutely. See, we, we, May and I are just getting together. We're on that same energy path. That's why I'm glad she's on the show. And now, when I, when I, now let's talk about this title, the name of your business, B-I-Z-Z-U-L-T-Z, Bizults. Where did that come from? Well, that's the, what we do is we accelerate business results. So it's a play on business results. Okay. Results. Mm-hmm. And that particular company uh, has a number of different arms. The right. first is uh, speaking and teaching right. um, around the world. So mm-hmm. we do public events, but we also do a lot of private events. Mm-hmm. And then I also have an executive consulting. I'll work with mostly CEOs or executive leadership on really trying to figure out a way to achieve that next level of success. Right, right. And then right. the other part is are the books and other materials that we create. Now, I have another company, which is my angel investment company, my real estate holdings, um, and other uh, things that I do to produce revenue. Now, let me ask you this, because I've heard this this, this, this angel investor uh, what exactly is an angel investor? An angel investor is a high net worth individual mm-hmm. who may not know the venture that's out fundraising. So usually in a startup, um, right. and I've had six, well, seven startups. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a startup, you usually go through the phases of bootstrapping. So mm-hmm. you use your own money. I remember mortgaging a couple of properties and, and, you know, selling everything that I had in order to get businesses started. Um, so you bootstrap. Usually the founder and anybody else that might be a partner gets mm-hmm. involved in that stage. Mm-hmm. After you prove that some stuff is, is working, then you go to your friends and family stage. These are people that know your character, that know you. You don't have to be as formal because, you know, they've known you for a very long time and trust your ability to execute on a business plan. So they'll come in for money. The very first time that you go out to investors that are not part of that friends and family group, those are angel investors. I'm not exactly sure how we got the title, (laughs) but um, if you look at uh, the show Shark Tank, Mm -hmm. those are angel investors. And Mm -hmm. now, granted, they're much wealthier, and when they invest, they have a lot more zeros. Most of the time, angel investors will come in when the company is an early stage company, maybe valued up to you know five or ten million dollars right. for that seed round of angel investment, and then they go into A rounds and B rounds, and then wow. you get the venture capitalists that come in after angel investors. Well, thank you. I so, really needed to know that because guess what? I I've said it. Never had anybody. I would say I'm with an expert. That's the purpose of the show. Talk to experts. Experts give you the information. Now, when we come back on our next break, it's 100% about the book, The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. 
talking to May McCarthy. Uh, well, our first question is going to be, what is your personal definition of wealth? So prepare yourself, May. I'm coming back with that question first. Right out your book. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and welcome back to Money Making Conversations. On the phone is, uh, I'm going to call her a good friend of mine because she's in Texas. Only good things happen in Texas because I'm a Texas boy. I'm going to say that out. You are born and raised I in love Texas. It. Come on now. And so uh, she's the CEO of Bizalts. She's a serial entrepreneur. She explained to us what angel investors. This chapter here, I want to talk about the book that I read. And that my, my staff always, I drive them crazy, May, because I read the books the day of. So they go, how can you read a book the day of? Because I always like for it to be fresh. I always like to come into there. I, 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 and I, they send me a PDF. So I, I, I always like the book because I always like to be bending pages and underlining and get my little white marker out. One of the lines early on in your book, and the book we are talking about is the gratitude formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. Your definition of wealth, because that's really important, because sometimes I always bring that up on my show. What is your version of wealth? So I ask you, May, what is your version of wealth, your definition? My definition of wealth is to be whole and complete, lacking nothing in all areas of your life. And when I say all areas, really what I'm focusing on are six major areas, your finances, the use of your skills and talents or your work, your relationships, your health, your recreation, so that you have a balanced life that can recreate things, and your spiritual connection. You know, whatever, whatever you feel that you need to connect to, whether it's God or, or the divine or an inner wisdom, you know, whatever that is that, that allows you to tap in to some intelligence that, that stems from within as a gut instinct, a strong thought, uh, uh, feeling in your heart, a nudge, um, that kind of connection, um, I think, shows up more often when you connect to it more. You know, when you, when you talk like this, when I hear you talk, you know, there. They're, they're, you know, you have to, at one point, you know, when you start discussing these values or these ideas or these concepts of where you get your inner strength, where you get your belief of how you are successful, did you have to go through a period of people questioning you? Uh, that, 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 that sounds good. That sounds hokey or that sounds like, a, you know, whatever. But I, I'm a ride out with my, my philosophy and your philosophy works. Uh, do you understand what I'm trying to ask here? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's a, it's a fine line to bring any sort of uh, religious or spiritual belief into your work. Right. And fortunately, there are some pioneers like Bill Gates who said often you have to rely on intuition. And Steve Jobs from Apple said you have to have courage to rely on your heart and intuition. Mm-hmm. And Oprah Winfrey said she's Listen to that still small voice of intuition every day of her life. And the only times that she's made mistakes is when she doesn't listen. So all of them, including Steven Spielberg, Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, and so many more, were the trailblazers in talking about this kind of thing. So what I did in my last two companies, but more importantly in my last company, because we were acquired by a Fortune 200 company, And in my last company, I decided I wanted to bring this source of intuition. And I don't really care what people called it because it's none of my business what people believe spiritually or religiously. Mm -hmm. But I knew there was a source of intuition. And I brought it into my company and I called it 
the chief spiritual officer or CSO. And, you know, it was in my C-suite, like the CFO and the COO. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I put it at the top of my org chart, and I, as the CEO, reported to it. So naturally, my employees to ask me, who in the world is a CSO? Is it a man (laughs) or a woman? Do we get to meet them? Mm -hmm. And my comment was, look, this is a principle. And here's the principle. If you run into a customer that's irate or upset, I want you to stop, take some deep breaths, and think about that customer being happy. And I want you to think about that customer getting what they need in order to operate optimally. And as you start using gratitude statements for that, you may just get an innovative or creative idea. And when that happens, I want you to let me know because that's the CSO principle. And I tell you what, I receive text messages, um, emails, phone calls from my employees saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Um, I went in fully expecting to have the customer upset, and I kept saying I'm grateful that they're happy, that I walked in and they said, guess what? It's not your fault. We found an error in our system, and uh, everything's working fine. That happened over and over and over again. And for our salespeople, they were guided and directed to so many different weird, you know, beyond the rational mind situations to become market share leader in terms of new sales. And we were competing against Fortune 20 companies. Right. So that CSO principle really works. You stay focused on what you want outcomes to be instead of the problem. Which I appreciate. We're talking to Mae McCarthy. Uh, the book we're discussing is The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. In this book, you will learn the importance of gratitude as a valuable part of a daily system for success so that you can experience more of the good things that you desire. Whether you want greater financial freedom, improved health, satisfying work, harmonious relationships, a regular, a regular recreation, and the means to enjoy it, you can use this daily system for success to enable you to receive all of the things that you want and more. That's what, when I was reading the book, it is, you know, the reason I'm enjoying uh, this interview with you because you carry a lot of values that I speak about on the show, about uh, self-motivation. A lot of people call in on the show, talk about their faith. Uh, and like I said, faith is whatever you call it. But you have some, some divine force or some that allows you to stay competitive, stay organized, stay focused. And that's what you're talking about when you're talking about the CSO that you put above the CEO in your life. And a lot of people want to characterize that they need more of a um, a defined presence or a physical presence. And you're saying all this is driven by emotion. All this is driven by an, an, an inner gut instinct or intuition that ride that first thought. And that's why I always say on the show, go with the first thought. If you're going with the second and third, that's not your gut instinct anymore. The first thought, your first thought is your gut instinct, correct? Right. Well, it it can come in a number of different ways. For instance, um, I don't know if you've been to Cleveland before, but I have. Been to Cleveland. Been to Cleveland. (laughs) Yeah. I've had some large customers there because it's a great hospital town. Mm -hmm. And I found myself in Cleveland. I got off the plane, grabbed my bags, got my rental car, went to the hotel and dropped everything off. And then I went to the, I was going to go to the closest grocery store. It's about five minutes away to pick up protein shakes and water and things like that. And when I got in the car, I had a very strong thought, that first thought, about a grocery store that was 15 minutes away. Mm -hmm. Well, that didn't make any sense, and my rational mind tried to talk me out of it. But 
I know, like you, that perhaps that's something that I need to pay attention to. So I, I sat there for a moment and I thought, you know, I should probably make the drive. Maybe everything will be on sale. So I did. And when I was walking into the grocery store, there was a guy who was walking out who I recognized. I met him six months before at a trade show. He represented a giant new customer, and he was not returning any of my phone calls or emails <laughs> for an appointment. And here we are, face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Face. Mm-hmm. So while, while I was talking to him, he said, look, while you're in town, come make a presentation. Well, that led to another presentation and another presentation and a contract worth over $400,000, which was my goal that I was revisiting every single day. Wow. You know, so that's the way this works. Absolutely. You know, I, I know we're running time, running time on this interview, and I want to bring you back in May. I hope you're enjoying this interview with me because I want to bring up this moment, a shareable moment in your book, and it was about when you uh, went to visit your sister because I was diagnosed with uh, thyroid cancer. And the reason, mm. then the way I was, um, I, I, you know, thyroid cancer is in the throat area. And so if you go to your, and I, yeah. and I go to annual dental appointment, uh, annual doctor appointment, and they all, they all do the neck checks. You know, they, they yeah. check, you know, they feel around, they go, they're feeling for lumps. That's what they're feeling for. And usually if you, they feel something, that usually is the first sign of thyroid cancer. And now I, I passed these tests in December, and I'm in January, I'm listening, to, I'm, 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 I'm having a meeting, a general meeting with my blood doctor. And she's run, there to run blood tests. And so she's asked me, there's the same thing. She, if you read her book, she'll talk about a similar situation where she went in to see a doctor. And in this situation, where it started with her sister. Her sister just said, hey, she noticed something on her leg. Won't you go see a doctor? She go to the doctor. My situation with this blood was like, I could have easily went, hey, just take my blood and go home so I can go home. She said, well, can I just touch your neck and just check? And when she and she and she felt a lump. Now I went to two other people who have told me they were cool with this lump, right? Went through the whole process, and she told me, and they, she said, "Well, do you mind if I check, if I do a biopsy on that?" Same thing that May does in her book. And in her situation, she was diagnosed with early stage of cancer, which became very curable. Same thing in my situation, I was diagnosed with. Uh, with thyroid cancer, and uh, right now I'm. Uh, it's been 2015. I've been cancer-free since that diagnosis and since that surgery. So I find your life very relatable to mine, May, and that is why I want to tell you that I want to bring you back on the show, especially to promote your upcoming event in Unity Village because you're special, and I want to remind you that and all my viewers and listeners that this is the book that everybody should buy.